everybody, it's Daniel, and welcome to another episode of the Spame to Go podcast, the best podcast in the entire multiverse about Spain and everything Spain-related. Today, we're going to talk about dating Spanish. Dating Spanish Girls is the title of the article that I wrote several years ago on the blog. Of course, I'm an older and more mature person since I wrote it, and hopefully you are too, but I recently reshared this article and it's gotten the same sort of comments as usual. Mostly Spanish girls, actually, or Spanish women. They like it and they, you know, tell me that, oh, I sent that to my boyfriend so he'll understand a little bit more about where I'm coming from. Other people who are not Spanish tend to think it's sort of, uh, you know, offensive tirade against Spanishness, but of course that's not how I interpreted it or intended it at all. I had plenty of good times dating Spanish back in the day, and I'd like to say also before beginning that this is not necessarily only about Spanish women, because when I look at the list again, all of these same things are the things that my female friends have complained about when dating Spanish men. So it's just an article about dating Spanish. If you put Spanish girls into Google at this point, you'll probably get this article on expatmadrid.com in the first rankings or among the first rankings on your Google search. So it's been read a lot of times. It's a very successful article about this issue. And apparently a lot of people out there have this issue and would love to date Spanish or would love to know more about dating Spanish being already in a relationship. Of course, I can't go on without another disclaimer. The other disclaimer is that, of course, this is just a series of generalizations. And of course, of course, of course, you might be Spanish. You might be a Spanish woman. You might not identify with every one of these seven points. But hey, that's what a generalization is. Not everybody agrees with generalizations. That's why they're generalizations and not giant facts of life or scientific truths or the law of gravity or something. So that's disclaimer number one or possibly two, if you count my previous thing. The further disclaimer is that if you think I'm the kind of person who, as a foreigner living in Spain, has to talk about how awesome Spain is all the time, you probably won't like this article because there's a couple of things that I say that are maybe not super positive about Spanishness. But hey, I've got other articles where I am super positive about Spanishness, so you can go read those. It has come to my attention recently that people are actually listening to this podcast. And if you are a person and listening to this podcast, I really appreciate you taking the time. I'm happy that anybody wants to listen to me ramble about Spain. So without further ado, here are seven things you should know before dating a Spanish girl. Number one, you'd better get ready to spend your summers at the beach or in the Pueblo. Where I'm from, summer vacation can mean a lot of things. You could take a road trip. You could go to the mountains. You could do a lot of different things. You could travel internationally even. However, for Spanish girls, it only means one thing or possibly two. 
If you get into a serious relationship with a Spanish girl, you can say goodbye to any other summer plans because you will be spending your holidays until the end of time, either at the beach or, if you're even less lucky, in her pueblo. So if you've decided that you absolutely must date a Spanish girl, your only hope is to try to find one with a particularly nice pueblo or parents who own a beach house in Marbella. Years ago, I was giving classes to a 40-something executive at an important media company, and I remember him telling me how lucky I was to have a girlfriend from a town of 10,000 people in a relatively nice area, because his wife was from some dusty village of 200 souls down in Murcia, 90 minutes drive from the beach. And that was where he was doomed to spend his holidays, till death do us part sleeping on a sofa bed in the kind of place where Clint Eastwood would have gone to film a spaghetti western. So if you don't, for some reason, enjoy spending three weeks of every summer with sand up your ass crack and bored to tears on the beach in Benidorm, or watching mangy dogs lick themselves on the town square of Biafranca de Ojetes, population 22, maybe, just maybe, you should look for a girl of another nationality. See, I told you I was going to do a lot of generalizing. Moving on to point number two. She's used to guys who own cars and live with their parents. She's used to dating guys, specifically, who own cars and live with their parents. Most of my international friends here in Madrid think that owning, car, owning a car in the city is kind of insane. Now in Barcelona, the same. Why would you own a car if you've got public transport and you can basically walk everywhere, or take a bike, or any number of other things. But we usually come from places with no public transport, and so we're excited about the concept of getting on a metro or bus to go places. Walking out of the house and having such things waiting for us seems glamorous and European, almost James Bondish, in fact. However, for your average Spanish guy, owning a car is a large part of the seduction process. Why, I hear you ask? Well, it's because even though he's years out of university, he still lives at home with his parents. Just try getting intimate with that special lady in your race car-shaped bed while mom and dad are sitting on the sofa eating pipas and watching Hombres y Mujeres y Viceversa. I think that's probably a sort of dated reference to some Spanish TV show from five years ago. I have no idea. Maybe they're watching the bullfights while eating pipas, just in the next room over while you're trying to get intimate. It's just like being a teenager, but you're 35. It's much better to borrow dad's car, or even better, take your own and try to get intimate on a remote hilltop, just like a movie from the 1940s in the U.S., because in Spain, it doesn't matter if you're 35, you can still be unemployed and living at home. You can be sleeping on a twin bed shaped like a race car, and nobody will think it's weird. Most people just blame the economy or the real estate market, the political situation in general. Something equally lame. But in any case, Spanish girls are used to dating guys who own cars, or at least who can borrow one from dad. So you might get a little bit of blowback if you do not own one. 
Don't worry though, if you're in your 20s or 30s and carless, but you somehow manage to scrape together the money to rent a room in a shared flat, you're golden. And if you happen to live alone, my God, you've got all the possibilities. You've got a leg up on the competition. Because last time I checked, having sex in a car was pretty awkward and uncomfortable. Actually, the last time I checked was the year 2001, and I was a teenager. Moving on to point number three. You might want to know about dating a Spanish woman. Her fiery personality is only sometimes charming. So, here's the thing. I don't see much of what goes on inside Spanish families, so I'm not sure how it happens. But let's just say that women from the south of Europe are used to expressing themselves and talking about how they feel, often at very high volume. You might see her do it with friends, shouting and waving her hands in a group of nine people who are all talking simultaneously. I call it conversational shouting. Nobody is necessarily angry. Spanish people just converse in tones that sound, to us timid anglophones, like someone's losing their shit. If you should somehow become the target of this conversational shouting, and you will if the relationship lasts more than a few hours, the best thing to do is just breathe. Don't take it personally. It might not even be an argument, at least by her definition. She's probably just never had someone in her life tell her to calm down. Other Spaniards will let her shout and then just shout louder in order to be heard. He who talks loudest and who isn't afraid to interrupt or talks over people wins. Such is life in Iberian latitudes. Here's another one, number four. She's always late, so just get used to it. Of course, I'm a Buddhist. I probably haven't mentioned that on the podcast before. But as a Buddhist... I practice patience and compassion on the reg, as they say. I practice patience and compassion 24-7, 365, as others might say. And what better way to develop patience than to wait compassionately for someone who needs 45 minutes to blow-dry her hair before leaving the house? The relaxed attitude towards the passing of time is one of the things, of course, that draws many foreigners into Spanish life. The siesta, the long afternoons at the bar, doing nothing much. It's all very romantic, but if you're the type of person who has a heart that starts racing if it looks like you'll be two minutes late for an appointment, you've got a lot of inner work to do. Dating a Spanish girl means accepting things you don't necessarily agree with, and trying to rush her through her two-and-a-half-hour morning routine would be the height of cultural insensitivity. You monster. She doesn't use your flag as a snot rag, does she? She doesn't. So be cool. Don't try to hurry her hair ironing or eyebrow tweezing. It's just going to happen. And if you should find yourself waiting somewhere in public for her to show up, you'd better bring a book or listen to a podcast or something. Don't even think of calling her out on her lateness, because you're on her territory and you're following her rules. Less than half an hour late counts as on time, and 45 minutes is barely late. Sound good, soldier? Just deal. Don't be so uptight. While we're here, I think this is point number five, but I could have lost track at this point. If you're dating a Spanish girl, you'd better like paella. Okay, okay, so some of these are not 
gender specific. Actually, none of them are technically gender specific. It goes the same if you're dating Spanish men. But paella, paella with the in-laws is one of those things that ruins expat relationships left and right. Because to many Spaniards, it's completely non-negotiable. And it's every Sunday, forever. Of course, of course, I hear you. You're saying, but last weekend, my mother-in-law made cocido. Will you stop with these generalizations, Daniel? Yankee, go home. Yes, Yankee, go home. People tell me that from time to time. But I respond, yes, but the Sunday before that, your mother-in-law made paella, didn't she? Yes, she did. It's either cocido or it's paella. Generally, it's paella, and it's forever. So, much like dating a Spanish girl means you've forgotten about any summer plans that don't involve lying on a beach for three weeks every summer, you'd also better forget about Sundays where you can make your own plan, because it's going to be paella with the in-laws. Till death do us part. It's going to be rice and saffron. And of course, before you get too excited, recognize that the Spanish are also very, very clear on what is a paella. It doesn't have chorizo in it. That's a topic for another article. But if you suggest adding some chorizo, they'll probably kick you out of the family. Just trust me on this one. I've been there. Doesn't work. Point six. This is something you might want to take into account, especially if you're an English speaker. She might just be using you to prepare for a job interview. I'm sure I'm not the only guy this ever happened to. I'm on the first date thinking, wow, this girl is cute. She would never go out with me back home. Then she mentions that she's preparing for a big job interview or an official English exam of some kind. It's a few weeks or months off. I don't think very much of it, but she prefers speaking English when we're together, just to practice. Okay, no problem, I think. I speak English. I correct her pronunciation a bit. I teach her some colloquial expressions. I try not to confuse her with quaint regionalisms. And finally, the big day comes. She does her interview. She passes her exam with flying colors. Congratulations are clearly in order. So I, or possibly you in this case, take her out to dinner to celebrate. You're pretty happy. She's pretty happy. The next day she dumps you. I'm sorry, she says. This isn't working out. Also, my ex-boyfriend is back from the grape harvest, and we've decided to give it another go. Did I mention he has a car? Well, at least his dad does. Anyway, bye. End quote. Of course, I'm not one to begrudge. Learning languages in bed is a lot of fun. It beats getting a tutor to drill you on pronunciation any day. Drill you, of course, in quotes. Also. But sometimes I wonder how much these serious student girls are really into me. Was she just hanging in there for the free conversation classes? Was she waiting for the interview to be over so she could go back to dating guys with dark hair and the ability to get a tan? Maybe she got sick of my carless ass and our sofa dates. Maybe she longed to go back to making out in the park with an unemployed guy who uses lots of hair gel and goes clubbing for fun, whatever that means. Oh well, plenty of fish in the sea. Finally, the seventh thing you should know about dating Spanish women or girls you might have to deal with her bizarre superstitions. My grandma in the Pueblo always told me, she says, 
Sometimes what comes next is a bit of hard-earned wisdom from near starvation after the Civil War. Contigo pan y cebollas, or some such. But it could also be some wild superstition based on the pre-scientific beliefs of the shepherds in the hills around her town. Of course, there are people from all over who believe wacky, unscientific things. I'm sure this is not limited to Spanish people. But here's one that bothers me. The idea that air con or heating makes you sick, or really moving air of any kind, especially if you're indoors. I suspect this is just a myth created by the scarf industry to make sure she spends 11 months a year wrapping her neck. The other one month of the year, she'll be at the beach, extolling the magic healing powers of seawater and kelp. Another superstition, don't sleep with plants in your room. Plants give off oxygen during the day, but at night they shoot poison gas out of their pores and you'll die asphyxiated in your bed. Camping is okay, though, because that's outdoors and it's different air. Duh, because my grandma told me. Anyway, I could go on. Computers give off toxic radiation, but if you have a small cactus near your computer, the cactus absorbs all of the radiation and you'll be fine. Just for one more example of Spanish superstitions. And there's more, but let's quit while we're ahead. Enfin, is dating a Spanish girl worth the pain? Of course it is. The amount of heartbreak I've been through because of Spanish girls in my several years of doing this is truly mind-boggling. I'm shocked that I'm still barely hanging on to a shred of sanity after all that. But I still love them. All those feisty Spanish females. And I'd do it all again in a second. So, let me know on the blog. What's your experience dating a Spanish girl? Or a Spanish guy? Either way. I'm happy to hear your story. Head past expatmadrid.com and send me something on the contact form. And hey, if you love this episode or hate this episode, I'm happy to hear about that too. I would love to know who's listening to this and why. And if you have some suggestions for future content you would like to hear on this blog, please let me know. I do this for you because I've got all kinds of other things that I could be doing that would be less difficult than trying to edit this and get it out. So yeah, I do it because people apparently want to listen. And as long as people want to listen, people have an opportunity to hit me up on the blog expatmadrid.com slash contact, or you can find me on Twitter, etc. I'm Daniel Welsh. And please let me know what you would like to hear more of. And I will do it for you. I will take you there, baby. Anyway, it's been great. From the beautiful city of Barcelona, I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Ole, 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 as they say around these parts. Bye.